Here we go. We're back. I know. Two episodes in, within, within a two-week time period? What the fuck is this? A weekly podcast? Yes. Yes, that's what this is. Hello and welcome back to yet another episode of the Brent Mukai podcast. It's me. It's Brent Mukai, obviously. Who else would be hosting the Brent Mukai podcast? Wouldn't that be funny if I just had a an episode where I just <laughs> had somebody else randomly <laughs> pop in? To do the Brent Mukai podcast, and it, I like I'm not on it at all. It's like it's like almost like the news, where they're like, "Hey, you know, filling in, filling in for Brent Mukai is you know Ronald uh, Kragenheimer." I'm not good at making up names, people. Do I know any Ronalds? I don't know a single person who goes by Ronald. I only know Rons, Ronnies. I don't even know if I know a Ronnie. Yeah, I know one Ronnie. But I don't know if that's Ronald. Probably Ronald. What else would it be? Ronaldo? Could be Ronaldo. This episode's off to a great start, as you can see. Um, What's going on here today in my life? A lot on my mind. A lot on my mind, you know. uh, it's, It's hard not to have a lot in your mind normally. But now it's, like, even crazier to not have a lot on your mind. So... Uh, first of all, what's, what have I been up to? Um, in the last week, I've taken more classes, um, and I, I'm loving it. I'm loving this ability to take classes, and I, I just, I, I'm addicted to learning. I love learning about different shit, um, uh, that pertains to, like, what I like, which is, you know, of course, improv and acting and voice acting and voiceover. And I, I, I'm i just a fan of learning in general because I feel like certain things cross-pollinate. There was a word somebody used at one point to describe how learning one thing might, uh, your brain starts applying it to other things that you already know and you start drawing comparisons from from the thing that you're learning to the thing that you know like i i i love that i love that whole idea fuck if i fuck all if i can remember who it was who said it or, or what it was that was done but um let me say this i'm digging this this audio only format i'm digging it a lot because i don't have to I don't have to fucking emote in my face. Not that I'm putting anything on. Like, even now, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting stuff on. But it's like, I don't have to put this everywhere. I just have to put this in one very specific place. And I know where that place is. And it's going to go out to all the audio podcast places. And people can just listen to it, you know? So, I've been taking a lot of classes. Improvisation. Uh, UCB. UCB, one of the premier improv um um, training facilities in, I, I want to say in the world, started by Amy Poehler and Matt Besser and Andy something and some other guy. I don't remember the other guys. I just remember <laughs> Amy Poehler from Parks and Rec, and you might know her from something else, but that's the big one she's done. And, and, and you know, they created this school years ago, you know, over a decade ago, I feel like. And 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 I, I really dig the format. I really dig um, the teacher's. You know, I, I have a guy who was there from the beginning of UCB, and he is a kick-ass teacher, man. I'm telling you, we got through so much in one 
you know, three hours sitting and I, I, I loved it. And I love this ability to take classes online and I don't have to fucking travel to go just learn. I, I, I can't stress enough how much I fucking love that. Like to, to meet L.A. people and Texas people and all these other people I would have had to before. I would have had to take a trip. I would have to taken a trip and that, you know that's that's still that's still not that's still something that I might do at some point you know when all of this kind of goes away but I think that a lot of people are starting to see like oh we can teach this online you know my instructor Billy Merritt um, said if you had asked me one year ago if I would ever teach a class online I would have said no way ever no never and now he's like I almost just don't want to leave my home I just want to teach everything online <laughs> And I get that. I get that, you know, because the studio, the voice actor studio is opening back up. We've been we've been doing all of our classes online and we're starting to, you know, slow open back up with with certain restrictions and all of that stuff and cleaning procedures, whatnot. But um, even with all of that, I'm going to put this on the record. I'm going to miss being able to teach a class and. Just wearing, you know, just wearing, like, dumb shorts. Just, you know, I, I've never taken, I've never gone onto a class without pants on. I feel like I always need to have pants on just in case I stand up and I forget about it. I don't want people to see me in my underoos, you know, but my underoos. I like that. I like saying that instead of underwears. Um, it's just a funnier comedy 101, baby. Go for go for the more unexpected word. Go for the more the more colorful language. Um, so yeah, I I I, you know, shit's changing, and and I'm, I'm taking I'm taking two improv classes on Monday. One from a Texas place, which is a a, a place I've wanted to study at for forever. And I mean, like, for a long-ass time, I've been following these guys. I know of them. Uh, they do a specific special kind of improv that is narrative improv. It's storytelling improv. So it's like their whole show is just one long story. It's not a bunch of little games. It's not like the, these other formats. It's, it's actually narrative style. So you watch it, and you feel like you are watching a a an actual play or an actual you know whatever the genre they're covering is and i just love i've i love that format i've been fascinated by that by that format um my original guru of improv in hawaii was um uh, garrick paikai and he would uh he he was an adapter of that style of narrative improv in fact a lot of the hawaii improv scene was um, narrative improv. So I loved that style more than anything else. And these people in Texas have their own way of teaching it and doing it and achieving it and and to learn from them now, you know, taking their narrative one improv class, of which there are three, it's just nice. It's cool. I'm learning all kinds of different long-form styles of improv, um, my primary, for those of you who don't know the difference, there's short form improv, which is, you know, five minute games, you know, four or five minutes, six, seven minute games. And you play a bunch of those and that makes up the show in long form improv. It's like there's one game that you play for the entirety of the show. And it's like a comp, it's a more complex game. 
and there's more that goes into it. And I've always wanted to study it. And now I'm getting to study from some of the greatest, some of the best places. I just finished a Groundlings class, which is the other world-renowned, world-famous. I'm talking like Will Ferrell, Kristen Wiig, you know, some of your favorite actors of comedy, and some of them even dramatic now, uh, came from the Groundlings. And I I I finished up a four-week course with them. It was fun. It was nice. Um, the one thing is I'm, I'm beginning to get the sense that these improv schools are, are wanting to, there's, there's two trains of thought with it, that they want to collect money and, and keep the theater afloat, which a hundred percent makes sense. But the other side of it is they want to hold sacred to the, um, um, the in-person classes. So what they're doing is they're offering more introductory level classes of what they teach, but not anything more, much more advanced than that. Um, some of them have, like, rather than taking the core track, right, of learning their style, because each of these schools have a different train of thought in their style, what they're mostly doing is they're saying, okay, well, when things open back up, then we'll go back to the core track of it, but for now we'll, we'll offer our intro courses to whoever wants to take them. And I, I like that. I, I like that, but I, I, I want to, I'm like, what's the next step? And to answer that, they're sort of doing elective classes. So some of this stuff is more advanced and some of this stuff is more, you know, this or that. But I, it's like, I want to learn the whole core track of what you guys teach. <sighs> I've been thinking a lot about this and it's like, I've been taking so many fucking classes, like so many. And I, j I just love it. And I'm wondering, like, is it all, is it all productive is there a tipping point at which I am learning? I or I only have a certain capacity to learn in a day or or in a, a a certain you know field or area. And am I taking too many? Do I need to calm down? You know, today for the first time in I don't know weeks, maybe maybe not weeks, but like. I'm, I have no classes today, and I, I'm just like, oh, it's so freeing. It's so nice. I have all this time. I can lay down this podcast, you know. Uh, 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 after this, I'm going to go to auditioning and all that stuff. And and what? let me also say this. I, I love the fact that I, I, I just have to post this to one audio place, and boom, it's all done. I don't have to post to YouTube and do all this stuff. That's what That was also what was happening with the video podcast was it was getting too unruly with like how much it was going on and what I was doing. That's all like, it was just like, damn it, dude. Like uh, having all these videos and then doing nothing with the videos, just kind of letting them live on YouTube. Like, what am I doing? What am I doing with these things? And the, the truth is when I started the podcast, I was like, I can clip certain parts of it and, you know, ad advertise the podcast. But it's like, this podcast is not, you know, this isn't, this isn't the meat and potatoes right now. This is this really this is just me kind of saying, okay, well, I'm doing this podcast and I'm I'm getting the journey and tracking the journey, you know? And it, that's weird in itself. It, it it makes me keep on thinking like is this is this is is this what it, should this should this podcast be more? And I keep coming back to, I don't think so. I don't think this podcast is is sustainable if it is more. Like, if I'm putting on, like, fully produced, 
Like, all right, I'm learning a ukulele song every week, and then I'm doing this, and then I'm put opening with a monologue. You know, I, I, I don't, I'm not going to fucking stay to that. I'm not going to stay true to that. Will there be more listeners? Yes. But is the, is the podcasting world the, the place that I'm like, I'm putting my, you know, my flag in the ground, and this is the thing? No. No. Not when I'm blowing up on TikTok and I have this opportunity. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm clearing my throat here. And I want to have this opportunity to get onto YouTube. That's another thing I've been thinking a lot about is like, I want to get onto YouTube. I want to put some content out there. And I keep overthinking it. I keep just thinking like, what do I put out? What do I do? And I just need to fucking get started. That's it. I need to get started. I just need to put some shit out. And I already filmed some content. That's the shittiest part. I've already filmed some content and I haven't edited it because I, I keep thinking, oh, is it good? What if this isn't good? And I got to fucking just say, stop it. Stop. You know, this is this. This podcast is so therapeutic for me because I get to just air out all of the things that I'm thinking about and talk it out with myself. And, you know, <laughs> hopefully this is a value to somebody. If you really are like curious about like where, where my inner brain and how my brain works, it's like, this is this is it. There's another class that I'm looking at that I want to take. And it's like, man, there's another class I want to take. And I, I just, there's two classes that I want to take. I want to take some private lessons with this guy named Richard Horvitz, who's since the early 2000s. So, so he, he got, he, he's been working so, I mean, if you watched Power Rangers, he was the alpha which was like the, ay, 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 he was that guy. I didn't know that. He was also Invader Zim. He was also Daggett from the Angry Beavers. He's been a shit ton of other stuff. He is he is top, tops. And I want to take this class with him. I want to take these private lessons with him. But I'm like, do I add on, do I tack on another thing here? Do I, do I tack on a whole nother commitment to this? And the answer is, I don't know. I don't know. And that's not even the class that I really want to take the the baddest class. The, ba the, the, the class I want to take the most is this class with this guy named um, Sam Christensen. And it's like he, he, he really explores. It's just a straight up acting class. But it, it's from this perspective and from this idea of of burning your essence down and finding what your essence sort of is. Um, I first heard about this on Harmontown, that podcast. I've been listening to a lot of clips and getting into Dan Harmon and a lot of a lot of his stuff. But um, he and and several of his friends who are now actors or writers in the comedy world took this class years and years and years ago and, and were talking about it and it fascinated me. And I, I found out that this guy's still teaching or at least the method is still being taught. I don't think this guy is teaching the class now. I think he's taught and trained other people to ta to to train in this class, which is what I would be taking. I don't think that it's actually Sam Christensen, but man, it's like it, it, the idea, the basic idea is that you you boil your essence down, and that becomes sort of your um, becomes sort of your brand, you know. That becomes sort of um, I guess who who and what, you know, you you are in a way. <clears throat> um and and in the in the podcast clip they were talking about how they'd go to the airport, 
you know, and this is back in the 90s when shit was more relaxed, and then go to the gate, and two people would go, and, you know, two of these actors in this class would go, and one of them would um, just sit down or, you know, stand around or whatever, and the other one would go and say, hey, here's a piece of paper, you know, do you mind, to, to strangers, random strangers, international people, whoever the fuck, and be like, yo, what is, uh, uh, what it, it, that guy over there? We're both actors. We're trying to do this exercise for class. Would you take a second and mark down the adjectives you think describe him? Just just by looking at him. And the idea was that like we we shed this kind of essence. We we sh- regardless of of what we are actually like. We, there is a an essence, some type of presence that we give off into the universe that is that is universal amongst people who don't know us and are just looking at us and and you know in in terms of in terms of camera acting I, I 100% get that but I think that it also applies to voice acting and like and I, I think that this this idea of self-awareness um, has a very um, important role in the success of a voice actor. I really believe that. And, and, and in anything creatively that we do, it's like, you know, some people describe it as finding your voice. And I'm like, oh, you know, finding your finding who you are, finding your brand, I guess a lot of other people would call it. And this guy works with like a whole bunch of um, branding stuff you know he he works with with a lot of branding corporations and stuff like that so it's not just an acting class it's also like partially branding and like figuring out what does that mean like what is that what is this like what do you see when you see me what is there <laughs> i don't get like so far up my own ass on this but like it's a class that's fascinating and it's like and what sam christensen said as far as what they talked about in the podcast was um if you trust me, do this five times and you'll get some answers. If you don't trust me, do 500 times and ask 500 different people and you'll see that the results are the same. You have the same essence. You're putting out this essence into the world. And it's just fascinating. And it just makes me say, well, what the fuck am I putting out? If you're a random stranger and you see me, like, what do you think I'm about? Because it may or may not be true. And I think that part of my charm and part of who I am is is – the fact that it's surprising what I'm like. Like if you see me, I don't think you <laughs> I don't think anybody can guess what I'm actually like. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe I'm giving off this this presence or or whatever uh when 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 people meet me or see me, but it's like I wonder, you know. So I'm really thinking about taking this class. They're doing it on Zoom right now. Which is why I want to take it. I, I think I have this FOMO. There's like this big FOMO, right? Like I need to take all of these classes that I want to take because I don't want to wait and then wait until they don't fucking offer them online anymore. Like I don't want to fucking do that. I, I, I want to take these classes while I have this opportunity and this chance to take these classes and meet these people and fucking, you know, get, learn this shit. I just, I just have this thing, and I was thinking about this like last night, and I was like, you know, one day I'm gonna be like 
80 years old and I'm going to have accomplished all of what I want to accomplish. I think I'm still going to be working at 80. I think I'm going to be that guy. I think I'm going to be one of those dudes who's like, I I love it because I just love doing this shit. I'm going to be doing improv. I'm going to be doing acting. I'm going to be doing voice acting. You know, I'm going to I'm going to be I'm just going to be creative throughout my life. And even when I'm 80, I feel like, you know, and and I've I've accomplished so much because I I know that I'm going I know that I I I just I, I have this great long feeling you know of destiny within me i don't know how else to put it but i just have this feeling of 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 destiny and i don't think i've always had that i think it's developed over the years but i feel like i'm going to accomplish so many of these things i could easily die tomorrow you know things could happen <laughs> if i get punched in the throat if somebody comes up to me and slices my throat out and i don't i can't talk anymore you know, I I think I still do something. I think I still I I think I'm I'm destined for something creative, and to leave some type of creative imprint on the world and the people that I influence through teaching and and through talking and doing all this stuff. But like, I feel like one day I'll be eighty and I'll still be going and I'll still be taking classes and just loving it and just loving the feeling. Cause it's like I'm not only learning, but it's also this sense of community. You know, where I'm like, oh, man, yeah, that person's doing great. Oh, I just I just get this great feeling. I love the I love the process and I love watching it all unfold. And it, it, it's it, <laughs> I'm beginning to wonder if that's a problem. You know, is that a problem right now? Like, like specifically this, like th- that, that hunger for knowledge and love and curiosity, I don't think is ever a problem. I think that that's great for creativity i think it's great for the human soul what i'm saying is is me spending all of this time and money right now is that the best allocation of all my resources and i don't know the answer i don't know the answer but i'm 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 like so close to pulling this trigger on on taking that sam christensen class you know with the branding and everything i but then if i do that then i can't take the other class because the other class is, is quite pricey like these classes are pretty pricey dude like these are intense intensely priced classes like competitive pricing on these classes and i am just so like i don't know (sighs) you know i i i everything's changing and everything's you know morphing day by day and the world is is getting somewhere and it's like i i i i'm taking solace in the fact that during this time I don't feel like I am being on the defensive at all. I feel like I'm taking the offensive approach, which is to take advantage of what is available to me. And one the hu- the biggest, most humongous gift that has come from this is these classes that are all being put out online now in a capacity where they had never been before. Nobody was fucking doing this shit in L.A., in New York, in Texas. Nobody was fucking doing this. And it's like, why not? We have the technology. And now people are waking up and seeing it. So I'm like, okay, so maybe like 80% of these places will still offer Zoom classes. I'm beginning to see and be like, oh, well, people are interested and people are willing to do that. And, oh, it's like, this is cool, but... At the same time, it's like, what if they don't? What if some of them don't? And that's the FOMO, you know? That's part of that FOMO. I feel like this I feel like Sam Christensen is not gonna do online classes, which is why which is really what makes me go, shit. 
shit, I better take it now. I better do it while the, I better get in while the getting's hot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. But that's what's on my mind, you know? And I, this podcast, I keep looking at the time. I keep just checking the time and being like, well, usually I go for like an hour. But it's like, I don't, this doesn't need to be an hour. I got shit to do. You know, I'm in the middle of the day. It's 1.05 p.m. right now. I, I, I got I to gotta get to auditioning. I got to get to all this other stuff. This is what's on my mind currently. Um, anything else? I mean, you know, I, I feel like I did a good job of catching everything up and, and talking about a lot of the a lot of everything that's going on and my feelings towards all of that. These are the things. I'm also one other thing that I'll mention. It's just like a little seed, right? Is is I'm getting back into more storytelling and a little more writing stuff, and it's starting to fascinate me more. And and what's piqued my interest is not only this narrative class, but I've also been been studying um, something called Dan Harmon's Story Circle, which is based loosely on Joseph Campbell's. Hero's Journey. Uh, for those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, it's this idea. Uh, Joseph Campbell was a I, fuck. I don't know what he was—a psychologist or some shit. He, but but he wrote this thing that had nothing to do with writing. He he wasn't a writer or anything like that. But he wrote this book about the monomyth and this idea that all stories have the exact same elements to them. Um. And if you want a huge mindfuck, then Star Wars, it was based off of this monomyth idea, this idea that heroes go through the same journey, right? And that there is a hero and they are in their normal world and then they they get a herald. There is a herald, which could be a character or a situation that calls them to this great adventure and they go on the adventure, blah, blah, blah. There's a bunch of different steps. They meet the maiden or whatever, and then and then it comes full circle, and and the character has now changed by the end of the story. And uh, the original Star Wars was written with that in mind. It, it followed each beat and each step to the T. Um, a lot of people believe, like, oh, okay, well, things don't always happen like that. That's not... Now storytelling has become more complicated and whatever, so the monomyth thing isn't there. So Dan Harmon t- took it... And simplified. And Dan Harmon is the creator of Rick and Morty Community, a lot of these shows that I really enjoy and I really like. Um, and he he boiled it down to what he calls the story circle, which is eight steps. And let me make sure that I have these eight steps down because I've been I've been, every story that I've been watching so far, I've been literally I, I I almost haven't been enjoying the story. I've just been breaking it down into like what is the does this fit into the story circle? Step number one is the characters in a zone of comfort. They are they are living their life zone. You know, uh, uh, step number two, this the second step of the story circle is um, they want something. That but the character wants something. Um, the third step is so they go and and you know enter an unfamiliar situation or an unfamiliar world. Number four is uh, they adapt to that situation. They adapt to um to the world that they are now currently in um number five is they get what they want they get what they want so they get the thing that they were after number six is they pay a heavy price they pay a heavy price for the thing that they want um number eight or sorry number seven is they return to their world they return they make a return to their world and uh, number eight is uh, having changed. They, ha- they have now learned something from the journey that they have been on uh, and have now changed. 
So as an example, let's, I mean, let's put this story circle to the test, right? And see, well, does this sound like a story? So um, there's, a, there's, a, there's a guy named Jake, right? And he's living in his zone of comfort. He, he is, he is a, he is a, uh, uh, he is a, a, a car salesman, right? He's a car salesman, but he wants something. He, he's always wondered what it would be like to, uh, uh, to, to learn uh, martial arts and what it would be like to be an MMA fighter, right? He's, he's, he's 24. He, he's, he hates his job. He fell into it because his dad owns a, a car dealership, whatever, right? So he, he goes into the unknown. He goes into an unfamiliar situation and he, he goes to sign up for this dojo, right? He finds a, a karate dojo and he, he, he learns martial arts. He adapts to the situation, which is that he, he doesn't know anything about it. He's getting his ass kicked by 10 year olds or whatever. And then, and then he ends up learning, he ends up learning how to, how to defeat these 10 year olds and then eventually 12 year olds. And then, you know, eventually he, he, he gets so good. He, he defeats the sensei. He defeats the sensei and he gets what he wants. He, he, he learns martial arts. He, he gets what he wants. Um, however, uh, he pays a heavy price because, because, he, um, because he, he, uh, 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 is taking all of this time learning martial arts, you know, he, he has, he has let his job and his work suffer, um, because now he cares more about, um, um, winning the, the karate championship than he does about, um, um, his, his, is you know his job so um so he 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 wins the karate championship but at the cost of of losing his job and so then he he returns to the world he returns to the world that he knew and, and he he realizes that he he needs to apply the very same discipline and and techniques of you know how to how to um um be a kind and loving individual and use karate only for self-defense, right? He, he, he uses it. He uses the, the things that he's now learned to return and beg and get his job back, you know, and, and he gets his job back. He returns to his zone of comfort now in eight, but now he's changed because now he is a better salesman because now he knows how to um, talk to people more confidently because he because of how much he has learned from karate and that's the story circle everybody um that's the story circle without without those eight things right if he just wins the championship and that's it and he does he never returns and he quits his job it's not a, you know that that's, that's sort of a story but it's not as compelling as as him learning a lesson and changing you know and, and becoming this new person that returns to that world and and you know in certain stories those Certain elements of that can be can be pulled out, and it, it's not it's not any strict structure to it. But if you follow those eight steps, you will get a story, which is the cool part, and it, it's really making me uh, uh, reconsider, and it's, it's making me want to pick up the pen again and start writing. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, ideas that have been long dormant in my brain of pitches and things that I wanted to do might start seeing the light of day. We'll see. Um, and that's with that, 
let me go ahead and return to my zone of comfort having changed after doing this podcast and uh, uh, um, know that I, you know, am, am <laughs> at first I thought that I was disciplined and I, I, I was ready to do this podcast, but now I know it. And now I, I return to my zone of comfort, which is my vocal booth, and I will kick ass inside of it. I hope that you kick ass as well. Thanks so much for listening, everybody, to this long rambly man, a rambly man, and um, um, have a great day. See you later.